I'm so fired up. I watched like two hours of Fox News last night and <laughs> I just got so pissed off. <laughs> well, let's get it started then. All right, what's up, boys? Today is May 11, 2021. This is episode five of the Liberal Reeducation Podcast. We got a jam-packed episode here. We missed two weeks. We were kind of scumbags about it. We know, we know. So the overview today, we've got uh, that racist teacher that calls um, the L.A. County deputy a murderer in a traffic stop. Everyone's seen that video. Pretty fucked up. Uh, we got Senator Mitt Romney. He got booed at the Utah GOP convention. Uh, the gas shortage in the Southeast right now. April jobs fell way short. Uh, we're definitely going to have another Joe Biden rant. The tensions between Israelis and Palestinians has led to rockets. And the main topic for today is the critical race theory. We're going to do a little bit of educating and just talk about it. So let's get it started with our current events here. I'm sure you guys have seen this racist teacher. Uh, that called that LA County deputy a murderer in the traffic stop. But what a wild video. I mean, absolutely. Like, what a fucking wild video. This lady called herself a teacher in the stop. You know, the officer approaches the car and she he's trying to tell her, you know, the main reason I pulled you over is blah, blah, blah. And she's yelling, because you're a murderer, as he's trying to talk to this lady. And he's just like, what is going on? He's You can tell he's just so confused at first. He almost thinks that it's a joke. And it's really just impossible to explain the complete and absolute retardedness that I saw in that video. I mean, I, I want to applaud the officer for keeping his cool because I know that every bone in his body just wanted to drag that lady out of the car and just use her head as a soccer ball. Um, <laughs> so if you haven't seen the video, you need to go watch it ASAP. And it really just shows like the extent of the brainwashing that um, the media has done and the amount of C- CNN Kool-Aid that this lady has drank. So... What did you guys think about that? I probably, I probably summed it up pretty well. There. Well, let's just begin with uh, that is the type of person who's teaching our youth. You know, like what do you what do you expect in the next generation? This woman, this teacher is going to be literally killing your children because if that's what she teaches fucking kids and people to do when they meet a fucking cop, they are just done for. Chris, what do you think about it? And Bria, we are going to get to that in the critical race theory that, I, that you know aligns pretty well. I totally agree with you, Ethan. Those are the people who are in charge, and it goes to show, like, they don't want to go back to school and teach kids. They'd rather sit on their ass and collect their government money, and it's unfortunate that the Biden administration and the CDC, too, has given the teachers' union so much power, not to turn into that type of an issue, but she's a teacher. That's, like, who's in charge right now. They're part of the union. Um, the CDC literally changed their guidelines um, because the teachers didn't want to go back to school, even though there's no notable increase in being a teacher versus being an engineer, being a garbage man versus getting COVID. You're at no more risk than any of those other professions. Um, they just got preferential treatment because they have a big, powerful union that contributes a lot to the Democratic Party. So teachers are actually far less to get COVID than a fucking trash man. Exactly. Yeah, so I think to sum that up, uh, that lady can go kick rocks. She sucks. <laughs> also, there's a, she... <laughs> there's a lot of people out there like her, which is, you know, really unfortunate. She was calling the dude a Mexican at the end. I'm like, shut the fuck up. Like, yeah. you... <laughs> she's just an idiot. I mean, like, literally, if you haven't shit. seen that video, you need to stop everything that you're doing right now and go watch the video because you'll just, your jaw will hit the floor. You'll be dumbfounded that there's people out there like that. And, and she's a teacher, like you mentioned. Congratulations, libtards. That is who is representing your party. Yeah. Yeah. I hope you guys are proud. Those (laughs) are the people who you'll never convince, who will never see eye to eye with you. No, never. Granted, you know, that's that's the extreme 
of uh, people in that party. I mean, there's a lot of people that have similar ideas, but just wouldn't say it out loud like she did because she's literally so dumb. But uh, but yeah, all right, let's move on. So <laughs> Senator uh, Mitt Romney, he got booed at the Utah GOP convention. This happened a week ago. And, you know, he deserves every lick of this. Romney was one of uh, seven Republican senators who joined the Democrats in voting in favor of convicting Trump back on the January 6th uh, Capitol riot. And he's the only Republican senator to vote to convict Trump in both of his impeachment trials. And that guy's a sellout. He, you know, he isn't good for the party, obviously. Uh, and everyone hates him. And I'm glad that everyone showed their uh, their hate for him. So I agree. I agree. We're seeing that too. I believe it's Liz Cheney, who's just been like a moderate. Uh, not that there's anything wrong. Like we see Senator Collins in our own state from Maine being a moderate all the time. She's voted both sides on a lot of things. She voted to to um, to vote in Kavanaugh. Then she voted against Trump, I believe, in the first impeachment trial. So she's she's been both ways on very hot topics. Like, for example, you saw her today roasting the CDC. So she's still sided with, with the GOP. But Romney, like you said, it's, it's kind of like McCain before he died. Um, just gravitating more and more towards the left. Getting a little soft in his old age. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I think that... Uh, Not I a think fan. That- I think Susan Collins might have voted against Trump in both impeachments, I feel like. I know Trump told her in the first one, he said, vote against me because it will get you more votes in your re-election. Yes. Yeah, because <laughs> he already had enough votes. Right. Uh, yeah, that's funny. Yeah. So uh, the next topic, we're going to move through these pretty quick because we definitely got a lot of stuff to talk about. Um, the next one is the gas shortage in the Southeast. So... Uh, states including Georgia, North Carolina, Virginia, Florida, they, they're experiencing some gas shortages. And it came after Colonial Pipeline, um, which is responsible for transporting almost 50% of the East Coast gasoline. Um, they experienced a cyber attack that forced it to go offline on Friday. And um, the FBI concluded on Monday that the cyber hacking group Darkside was responsible for this attack on Colonial and uh, President Joe Biden came out and said that they're going to prosecute those responsible and that there was no evidence that Russian officials were behind the attack. But Russia may have had some responsibility because the ransomware originated in Russia. So Joe Biden came out and said uh, that Russia was not behind the attack, but Russia was behind the attack. So <laughs> this guy uh, continues to be all over the place. It's really not that big of a deal as of right now. I, I think it was something like 7% of gas stations down there have shortages but i I don't feel it you know you know when you watch a movie and then there's like a geriatric old man and it's like a horror movie and he's roaming around the house and he doesn't really have all of his wits with him and then he just gets smoked in the back of the head with a pipe that's how (laughs) i feel in the u.s with joe biden right now this (laughs) motherfucker is so clueless in foreign policy it blows my mind it's been two months it's been two months, and there's conflict in the South China Sea right now. China's pointing rockets at fucking Australia. What's Australia ever done? They're just swinging their big dick around. And now we have fucking Russia hacking our pipelines. It's unbelievable. It's yeah. unbelievable. <laughs> no, that's that's definitely a good way to put it. I mean, you, you couldn't have said it any better than that. But I'm driving down to Florida this Friday, so they better get that shit figured out ASAP because... I'm going to need gas to get there. I don't want to be stranded in the middle of nowhere at Georgia trying to get my happy ass to a suntan. So, uh, Ethan, you got any comments on that? 
I know I was kind of. No, just I like, think you guys summed it up pretty well. Yeah, one of the bigger things that we had on there on here uh, was the April jobs, and those fell way short. Um, and this is actually pretty serious. And um, so the April jobs report was the worst miss in 23 years, and it's so bad that a report from CNN warned if you haven't felt inflation yet, it's coming. You can expect higher prices for toilet paper, diapers, soft drinks, plane tickets, a tank full of gas. Um, CNN chief business correspondent Christine Roman said uh, Whirlpool is raising prices of some of its appliances up to 12%. So, you know, it's starting to get so bad that uh, CNN is even reporting on this stuff. And just a couple facts for you, the black unemployment rate has increased. 18,000 manufacturing jobs were lost. No construction jobs were added. Unemployment for Americans without any college education increased. And women had a net loss in jobs. And the U.S. Bureau of uh, Labor Statistics said that nearly 10 million Americans, 9.8 to be exact, remained unemployed in today's uh, Biden's economy. So, you know, I mean, it's pretty clear that we got a, a problem on our hands. Everywhere you drive around, you see signs up for help wanted and nobody's going to work with these current unemployment um, situations going on with, with them still dishing out all this money. So it doesn't make any sense to me. If, if you take the unemployment and stimulus out of your head, it doesn't make any sense how the unemployment rate can rise. And we can also be in a labor shortage at the same time. And obviously it's because we're incentivizing people not to go back to work, to stay home. And people have been saying this for a long time that we're being overly generous. We extended benefits through September and it's far too long. It's it's time for people to get vaccinated. Everyone can get vaccinated at this point, so you can feel safe going to work. It I don't know. It boggles or don't my get mind. vaccinated and show up like a boss and keep working. Exactly. Do whatever exactly. you want. Exactly. So. It's your own choice. But at this point, you have no excuse. There are plenty of jobs out there. We can't be. We can't, can't be, be bullshit anymore. No, we can't be putting, they need to putting cut, our they need to cut economy the welfare. Yeah, they need to cut the welfare and get people back to work. We're putting our economy in a terrible position, not just right now. We're feeling it already, um, but for years to come, this this doesn't take overnight to, to bounce back. So, You get people back to work by stopping giving them free shit. You have to stop giving them free shit and they'll go back to work. All these people have been sitting around for the greater part of a year collecting checks and you know they're probably making more money than they were wherever they were working. Who knows? But- yeah, there's a serious problem here. People need to get back to work. Uh, there's really just no more excuse anymore. And this is falling directly on Biden's shoulders now. So He inherited, when, when he came into office a few months back, he inherited a very strong job market with month-after-month growth. Um, the economy was rebounding in a V. What we saw last March came right back up to where it was. Uh, there was definitely some controlled spending, definitely sided more towards... Uh, towards the liberal side in stimulus packages that we had given out, even under the Trump administration. Um, the market was coming back strong. Like I said, vaccines were rolling out a million plus a day. There was peace in the Middle East. Every one of those points right there has been reversed in two months. And everything is a consequence of policy. Every reason why we're seeing adverse effects. This is due to policy changes. But people are happier because he's regurgitating just woke progressive views all day. And that's not what I want to vote for. That's not where I'm going to make my decision in our government. So, well, let's keep moving on to um, the tensions between the Israelis and the Palestinians. And uh, this has led to rockets now and people dying. 
and this is a, this is pretty serious. There's a lot of information in here, so I'll just give the the quick rundown of kind of what happened. So, what caused the airstrikes were two main cases that are being reported, and the first happened over the weekend. Israeli courts threatened to evict dozens of Palestinian families in the Sheikh Jarrah neighborhood, and um, the expulsion would have removed the current Palestinian residents and gave Jewish settlers the land. And these expulsions were delayed on Sunday, partly due to the increase in tensions. And um, if you didn't know, there's been tensions in Israel uh, with Muslim people for quite a long time. There's been a high rise of violence ever since a lot more Muslims um, started immigrating there. And it's just, it's been on the topic for, I would say, at least 10 years. But I you think, know, now it's really I think coming I heard to the forefront. 2006, since 2006, there's been dramatic, dramatic increase yeah there's been a lot of crime there and and frankly just facts anywhere that um muslims have immigrated in great numbers there's been a a high increase in crime against them and due to them so it just it just comes with with the territory but the the second was a raid on monday by israeli police on the um al kaiza mosque compound um, I might be pronouncing that wrong, but it's the third holiest site in Islam and it's the holiest site in Judaism. And according to the Palestinian Red Crescent, over 330 Palestinians were injured by the Israeli police. And um, they're reporting that number to be as high as 700. And many of the civilians were praying in the mosque as the police raided and they came in. Um, and right now this is a, a fasting and holy month of Ramadan, um, which began in mid-April. So Obviously, the Palestinians are very sensitive over this um, during a very holy month for them. And um, shortly after this raid, this is kind of what triggered the, the rockets. Hamas militants in Gaza began <clears throat> began the airstrikes on it, is, uh, Israel, and the Israeli military quickly returned fire. Just a few hours ago, it was announced that Israeli defense forces um, had killed the commander of Hamas. And they tweeted this. They go, we just killed the commander of the Hamas anti-tank missile unit. I'm not going to pronounce his name because there's no way I'm getting that right. And uh, so he was in charge, and they this was on the tweet as well. He he was in charge of carrying out the anti-tank missiles attacks on Israel. Our aircraft is currently striking additional terror targets in Gaza. So they're going to keep bombing, um, and that was today. And Israel has uh, you know continued to launch attacks against the Hamas terror group in retaliation for the hundreds of rockets that Hamas fired um, on Israel and its capital, uh, Jerusalem. So Israel began its strikes late Monday and has continued to hit them uh, throughout the day today. And um, they've hit more than 130 uh, Hamas military installations. And this included, you know, weapons manufacturings and and intelligence sites. Um, and then Hamas has fired dozens of rockets against Israel today in attempt to overwhelm Israel's missile defense system. Um, this is known as the Iron Dome. And most of the Hamas rockets were blown up in the air before they could even reach. But some of them did get through. And in one case, a Hamas rocket hit a school and it injured three Israelis, which was pretty crazy that, that it only injured three Israelis. And authorities had earlier ordered the school to evacuate due to this rocket incoming. They could tell where it was going to hit. So basically <laughs> the, the other crazy part of this is, um, well, actually I'll let you guys weigh on in this first. So, so great synopsis there. Um, I learned a little bit as you went through that. 
I did listen to Shapiro today, um, which, frankly, a little bit biased because he's Jewish, um, a lot of ties to Israel. But at the same time, they're our greatest ally in the Middle East. Everywhere you look around them um, is more of an adversary to the United States. And we've protected Israel for a long time. They've supported us during our wars throughout throughout that region. And most recently, it goes back to what I talked about earlier. Um, this comes right from the top. If you if you put all those small small instances that led up to this action aside, um, to this conflict aside, back when Biden took office, he restored aid to the Palestinians. Um, something that Trump had undone. He he took away all all aid because our intelligence tends to show that Palestinians directly fund these rogue terrorist organizations that want to do harm to the Israelis. So Trump cut them off during his administration. One of Biden's first actions was. Um, give them $150 million of taxpayer money. And right now they're using that taxpayer money indirectly to attack one of our adversaries. And it's scary because we need relations in the Middle East, no matter what, to, to keep peace in that region, no matter how how involved we are at that time. And I don't know, it just doesn't sit well with me. Like you want to protect your friends, you want to protect your allies. And yeah, it's, no, it's poor it, foreign policy is what it, it is. It doesn't. And over the weekend, Israel came out and was begging the U.S. to stay out of their business and fear yep. that Joe Biden is going to escalate this already bad situation. So we have one of our allies saying, hey, you know what? You guys really need to sit this one out because they don't trust Biden and they don't exactly. trust the administration to make exactly. the right call as they already fucked it up um, beforehand. So, you know, this this shit is crazy. I mean, it's it's something that they're almost held directly responsible for. I'm, I'm not really, but, you know, what you said, I mean. No, no, they are responsible because it's a simple policy change. You instill a false sense of, hey, we trust you now. Here's a fuck ton of money that we don't know what you're really going to do with it. And then obviously they're funding how many different terrorist groups you just named there. They're like four or five. They're running wild, just trying to kill the Israelis. Um, I don't know. They're getting that money from somewhere. It's not a little just buy rockets up. A little sidebar. The U.S. government does not have everyone's safety in their interests at mind. You know what I mean? They think back to, I forget the name of the project, but they bought like 2000 guns and gave them to uh, cartel members. And so they could track them air quotes. They had tracking devices on two guns, two right. guns out of 2000. They bought, they bought all these guns and gave them to the fucking Mexican cartels. And those were used to kill United States agents. Border agents. They were used against crimes in America. They were used to kill hundreds and hundreds of people by the cartels down in Mexico. Whoa, and they whoa, wanted whoa. to track these guns. Nothing ever came of that. Hold on, Isaac. That sounds a little bit of a conspiratorial to me. It's not even <laughs> conspiracy. It's something that actually happened. I mean, it's like... Now you know how I feel. And and, and you know what I, I heard of recently? It came up... Oh, shit, I don't remember where it came up. But back in like the sixties. Oh, it came up with the vaccines. They said that people in Georgia are a little bit hesitant to get the vaccines, particularly minority communities, because back in the sixties or seventies, the government released like a million mosquitoes with infectious diseases into the Savannah communities, uh, to see what it would do to minorities. There, there was a bunch of me? stuff. They also so, did like, like uh, this is the government and the, and the people want to trust the government and, and, and all this bullshit and say they have our best interests in mind and they always make the right decision. No, we, we've seen how it just affected Israel. We, I just brought up how it affected 
down on the border and they gave them a couple thousand guns to play with. And they're conducting tests on their own goddamn residents in, inside the United States. I mean, yeah, if there's, if there's one thing you've learned over the last year and a half, however long it's been, the government sucks at spending your money and you can't trust shit that comes straight from the top. Everything well, you hear, you have to take it. with a grain of salt. And I think and, they're pretty good at spending money. <laughs> yeah. yeah, they're great. Yeah, they spend a it, lot of it. What is it? Biden has like officially proposed four trillion dollars in spending, and it's like well, estimated at ten trillion dollars exactly. total that he's trying to put out there. Exactly. With uh, that's on top of our annual budget of like four point two five trillion. So it's fucked, <laughs> dude. It's fucked. It's, anything, it's, anything. Shapiro always Shapiro always says it. He's like they're literally trying to spend more money than anybody has ever spent in the history of the world. They're buying yeah, votes. Is what they're doing. Off. Did you see? So California is in the biggest deficit. They're in more of a deficit than most countries. They're probably a big fraction of our own federal deficit. But they just proposed because Gavin Newsom's getting recalled for good Look, reason. Caitlyn Jenner. Yeah. Right. <laughs> no, they're they're proposing. A six hundred dollars stimulus statewide, state funded stimulus. Like what? It's insane. It's insane. One of my best friends just moved to San Francisco, and he can't wait to get out. He's been there not even a full year. People can walk into a CVS in that state and steal nine hundred dollars worth of stuff and not get arrested. You can commit a felony, and you'll be out of jail the next day. Never prosecuted. You won't even it's, go to jail. No, you won't even go to jail. The they cops have bother. the cops have their hands tied. Yet. They have the worst homelessness problem, the worst drug problem in the country, worst human trafficking problem. It's unbelievable. There are places in California that will never recover. No, there are there are such bad homelessness areas of cities that over a hundred thousand homeless people in L.A. They will never recover. These areas will not recover. They will look like that for the next fifty to a hundred years. They they just simply won't. There's no way. It's a city of homeless people. And these progressive, they think that's a utopia. It's insane to me. It's insane. It's a utopia and if you want to shoot some heroin. It's too bad because it's a beautiful state, and I love a lot of things about California. And I wanted to move there when I was a kid, but I grew up and I realized that there's a lot of stuff there that I just don't jive with, and it's only gotten worse. It's too bad. And now and now they're all moving to Texas. Yeah, yeah California Texas can stay strong. The, no, California good, just lost. Uh, California just lost a house seat because there were so many people that moved out of California. And also, I believe it was Dan Bongino was talking about the estimates of from the census of how many people moved here, there, and everywhere, and what the populations were in each state. Um, he said that the census estimates were way higher than the actual numbers that came out so he was kind of just you know theorizing that possibly somebody might have messed with the numbers just so that uh states like new york and california didn't lose as many seats as they probably should have in reality you look at california none of them should have any say in running the rest of our country that place is an absolute dump shithole so I listened, I've mentioned it before on this podcast, I listened to the All In podcast, and there are a bunch of VCs from Silicon Valley, and a lot of them, well, I shouldn't say a lot of them, one guy, David Sachs, I follow, follow him kind of religiously now, he has a great blog, great on Twitter, um, he's, I shouldn't say he's right wing, but he's very moderate, right leaning, um, and he's, over time, over the past couple months, kind of convinced the rest of the rest of the guys on the podcast, why we need to 
focus a little bit more on centrism, not be super woke, and why we really need to think critically a lot about a lot of these issues. Because if you do that, um, I think a lot more people will resonate with conservative principles, especially with how far the left has gone. The right hasn't really gone super far right. I feel like in a policy in a policy perspective, we now understand that like, hey, marry who you want to marry. Like, if you really want to get an abortion, I think a lot of people are more down with that than they ever be- have been in the Republican Party. Like, I, I don't care. I'm more of a socially socially liberal, fiscally conservative, like a lot of people say. But like, granted, how you vote won't always won't always reflect that. Um, but I think a lot of people in in our party have have kind of recognized that, and we have a real window to grab a lot of voters right now because people do see how crazy, crazy, crazy the left has gone. Yeah, you make a good point there. Over the last 30 or 40 years, the right is now what would be considered, you know, a classic liberal for the most part. I mean, we definitely still have some stronger standpoints, but the left has now gone from, you know, rational thinking and, you know, they had some good ideas and now they're just so far left. It's like, they're a joke, and I, I do think that there's going to be a strong rebound here. My my favorite thing is when Democrats will try and go, well, because when you bring up the argument that the liberals started the KKK, you know, it was all KKK members were Democrats, and they wouldn't allow black people to vote, and they didn't want to do anything for black people. And they're like, oh, well, you know, it changed at some point in history. And it's like, shut the fuck up, because now you're trying to judge people by their skin all over again. It's like, oh, racism then? Racism now. Welcome to the club. Throughout history, um, the most, what would be called systemic racism now, you know, laws and certain um, theories being implemented into our system have all come from Democrats. We, yeah, this is what we see. It's all the 1994 crime bill, stuff like that. It's all, it's all come from Democrats. They've, they've made their bed and now the minorities have to sleep in it. They don't have to, they, they made it stronger for themselves and put everybody else down along the way. And through the power of the media, they have somehow stayed on top. Guess guess who's been there at the forefront of all of it? Joe Biden. You can see Joe a Biden. video of him back when he was probably around 35, I would say. And he goes, we already have a nigger governor. We don't need any more nigger big shots. Like, And they want to act like he's changed. Just in the past 10 years, it was, he was best friends with this guy, Bird, who was like, oh, Sorry. Yo, Shapiro talked about this. Yeah, they called him the Grand KKK, right? Yeah, they called him the Grand Wizard of the KKK. So then the fact checkers came out and said, this is debunked because he wasn't the Grand Wizard of the KKK. He was just in the KKK. (laughs) And guess what? Biden gave, uh, you know, a speech at his funeral or whatever. Yeah, he did speak at his funeral. I've heard this. Yeah, it's no, nuts. it's this is this is not bullshit. This is fact. And if people don't know that, it's because you're just watching the news too much and you're just getting brainwashed. You know what's crazy is that Obama was also there. And so were the Clintons. Well, he was Obama's in, he was in Congress, black, right? He was so. a congressman, this bird dude. Oh, really? Yeah, I'm pretty sure. But still, like, he was at the fucking forefront. Was he of- a Democrat? Was he a Democrat? <laughs> Tell me when they switched sides to not being racist. <laughs> I don't know. But let, let's segment, I mean, we definitely got really off topic there talking about uh, the Israeli-Palestinian conflicts. But um, just to wrap that up, yeah, that's crazy. 
who knows when the missile striking will will stop. I mean, they killed the commander of Hamas. Let's see where this goes now. It doesn't really sound like uh, any more Gaza missiles are going to have too much force. They probably fired all the little shit missiles they had. Don't fuck um, with the Israelis. They've been around forever. The They've yeah, been around forever with people trying to kill them from all sides. They have, <laughs> the, strong, they have the strongest air force in the fucking world. Don't just fuck wanna, with just, them. I just want to confirm real quick. Robert Byrd, congressman from West Virginia, was in fact a friggin' Democrat. All right. <laughs> there it is. So, yeah, don't fuck with the Israelis. Main point. Good thing that fucking racist Bird is dead. Yo, when I was in Florida last week, we're fucking at a restaurant, right? And there are these chicks next to us. Start talking to them. And they're watching the Kentucky Derby on their phone. I threw a wager in. Live bet. Not really live, but before the race started. One of them was an equestrian. Gave me the winner. Not a big deal. Um, anyway, they were all conservatives, and they'll all be listening to this show. I told them we'll be dropping Let's an episode go. soon. We'll keep that in there for them. Shout out to the ladies. I was going to add to that, but I'm good. Yeah, don't you have a girlfriend? I don't think you can say too much about it. Yeah, cut that part out too. (laughs) (laughs) All right, let's – so that kind of – we got on a little bit of the race topic there. Well, maybe a lot of of bit of the race topic there. But uh, let's, let's get over to our main topic, which is critical race theory. So we're just going to give kind of a rundown. If you don't know what it is, we're going to kind of explain a little bit of it and tell you why it's cancerous. So the critical race theory is a concept that states that racism is embedded in both the U.S. history and modern American law, and it holds that legal institutions in the U.S. are inherently racist. And I just want to point out a few of the critical race theory objectives so or beliefs. So It is a belief that racism is present in every aspect of life, every relationship, every interaction, and therefore it advocates to look for it everywhere. It relies upon the interest convergence that um, white people only give black people opportunities and freedoms when it is also in their own interest, and therefore it doesn't trust any attempt to make racism better. It believes that science, reason, and evidence are a white way of knowing what storytelling and lived experiences are and a black alternative, which hurts everybody, especially black people. It acts like anyone who disagrees with it must do so for racism and white supremacist reasons. And even if those people are black, which is totalitarian. And basically there's been bills to ban or restrict the teaching of critical race theory in our country. And it's been deemed divisive, which obviously it is. If you're teaching young kids that every aspect of their life is potentially racist, um, that's going to have some incredible negative effects. And these bills have been drafted in Iowa, Louisiana, Missouri, New Hampshire, Oklahoma, Rhode Island, um, and West Virginia, and maybe a few other states. Um, I think it already passed in, yeah, it already passed in Tennessee, Arkansas, and Utah. So, some states have taken the initiative to go ahead and say, hey, we're not teaching this bullshit in our schools, but there are a lot of states that are going to teach it in their schools and already have taught it. And this is, you know, stem back a couple of years through just teachers with extreme democratic ideas teaching shit like this, saying, hey, you know what? You're a young black man, uh, a young black male, and every day you go out, there's going to be people who are racist and they're trying to get you. And it's teaching people white guilt. It's, it's teaching young kids that 
you know, you have some sort of privilege over uh, another minority because you're white and they're black or, or they're Asian. It, this stuff is so divisive. It's just so bad to be teaching people this and not teaching people that, you know what, give everybody the benefit of the doubt and at least just have a positive mindset. I mean, to, to say that racism is not only embedded in American history and modern law, but that it's in every aspect of life. I mean, come on, guys. Come on. Who's buying into this? Really, who is? And a lot of people. Way more people than they should if they knew what was really going on. I don't know. Great synopsis, like all of that. Again, hit the nail on the head um, with what critical race theory is, what they're trying to do to our children. I don't have any children, but I know for damn sure that I'll be involved with how my child is being educated. Um, I'm I'm not going to send them to a school system that will indoctrinate them from a young age. Um, I think it's super dangerous. You don't change history. You don't rewrite history. What happened, happened. We all learned about it when we were kids. They didn't lie to us. They didn't say that people weren't enslaved. You know what I'm saying? Like, they called it how it was, and we learned about it. We absorbed it, and we weren't fed opinions by teachers. We were fed facts. Um, I went to private school growing up, and in high school, I learned about American history my junior year, and I took a second history class my senior year knowing I wasn't going into any type of history major post-graduation just because I enjoyed the class. I enjoyed my teacher. I enjoyed how it was taught. My senior year of college, um, in contrary, I had my only only real elective that I, I got to pick throughout four years of grinding my butt off. And I took an American history class again because I enjoyed it so much in high school. I had a great experience. And it was critical race theory based. If you look up the, the book, you probably won't, but the textbook, The American Yop, that w- is what was taught to us. And essentially throughout the Reconstruction, Civil War, the Great Depression, World War II, everything had a racist spin to it. And it really caught me off guard. Every single lecture, um, every response that we had to type had a racist spin to it. And it didn't settle well with me. It wasn't the history that it, that I had been taught before. And I see how if that was fed to someone who was maybe a little bit less educated, obviously a little bit younger, how it could really brainwash them. It could indoctrinate them at a young age, and it's dangerous. And I don't think that this should be fed to children in public schools because it's not the correct history. I, I just want to interject here. I think it it's important to teach history as accurate as possible. So if there are yes. things that say, you know what, this law was implemented in the 1960s and it really was to affect minorities in a, you know, a substantial way over uh, white people, or if this was implemented as a law, you know, it was actually uh, systemically racist and we got rid of it in this time. The problem that I have is that it's brainwashing people, not just the history but that every single day that there's racism everywhere flooded around their lives. So people are becoming paranoid thinking that everything is racist. And you see this now in social media, any sort of act from a white person to a black person, we, we kind of talked about this talking about police, everything goes to the race card immediately. It's a, it's immediate. They're saying this white cop is racist against this minority every single time, every single time. And when you look for racism everywhere, you're going to find racism everywhere. But it's not really there. I know that made almost no sense, but. Yeah, I mean, one little thing I want to add to that is it's it's people like black people who give, who are giving white people the power of the N-word, quote unquote, just because 
if somebody were to call me like a dumb n-word to keep it pg for all you white people who might get offended um if someone were to call me that i'm the only one who's gonna leave lose sleep over that at night you know that person's not gonna go home and be like oh i feel bad because i called them the n-word like i'm the only one who it's gonna affect i literally just laugh at people like that because then i'm not giving them the power of the n-word we'll call it yeah i mean we when you think about it, we really don't have many other words that you just can't say at all. But one group of people can say it freely everywhere, every single day, anytime they want. And that's a, a little off. You know what I mean? When you have a whole genre of music where every other word is the N-word, you know, and you have people walking around saying it all day long. And then you have, you know, little Timmy over there that gets caught saying it once and all of a sudden he's got you know, 10 people running him down, trying to beat the shit out of him. I'm not saying that little Timmy's in the right, but you know, it's, it's a little odd and it's getting back to this critical race theory stuff. When you teach people to look for racism everywhere, they're going to find just absurd like examples that don't even correlate strongly. And it's, it's very dangerous to be labeled as a racist. is something that can ruin your career. It can, you know, keep you from getting into you know, a higher education. And there's a lot of people that have had their lives ruined because of that. And it's pretty, pretty shitty. You know what I mean? Even when deep down, they're probably most likely not a racist. I just want to add one little thing um, that you can find plenty of videos of Biden saying the N word. You can't find one anywhere of Trump actually saying it, but Trump's supposed to be the racist bad guy who hates black people, hates women, blah, 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 blah. I mean, it's like, give me some video evidence of this crap. Chris, what do you think about that? Are you on Twitter right now? You are, aren't you? I'm cruising Twitter right now. I just... There you dog. Yeah. I need to put it away sometimes, you know? And we need some more on critical race theory. No, I think I said my piece. I mean, I saw it firsthand in class, and it was astonishing. Um, And that was it at the college level who knows what they're telling little kids. And I say little kids it's throughout their education. If you're told something when you're five years old until you're 18 years old, you're going to be, you're going to be formed to think a certain way. These kids aren't taught to think critically anymore. They're fed whatever they're fed and they're just expected to regurgitate it on exams. We need to start teaching our children how to think critically and maybe approach these issues and maybe be, maybe be a little bit more objective. Um, I don't know. There's a lot that's broken in our education system. And I think that reflects a lot upon our generation. And it's too bad because it kind of what puts America above and more advanced than most other countries um, used to be our public education system. And now we hemorrhage money there. Um, We spend a ton of money. And a lot of these big school districts in these densely populated cities have terrible outcomes. And I think that's something that needs to be put under a microscope in our government a little bit more. And we need to have some serious reform there. So I'll end it at that on on my end. You know, what's bullshit is that anyone who comes out and opposes and says, you know what? I I really don't want critical race theory to be taught to my, to my kids, or I don't want them to learn about critical race theory. I don't want it to be taught in our, our school systems. They're being pegged as a racist. Like exactly. Can you give a guy a break? He just doesn't want, his kids to be brainwashed into thinking that everything is racist and you're going to sit there and, and t- 
tear these people's lives down and call them a racist just for, you know, having an opinion on something that's not racist. It's a defense mechanism is what it is. They know you're not a racist, but they know that it's such an easy card to pull. So they'll pull it every time. Every time. How is, I'm definitely stealing this thought from somebody else, but how is calling somebody racist so offensive if we live in a racist country? Like, why does that offend people so much to call them racist if the whole country is racist anyway? What do you mean? Like, when Democrats, you know, the first thing they want to say is, like, if you vote for Trump is, oh, you're racist. It's like, how is that carry so much with people if we live in a systemic uh, a systemic and openly racist country you know it depends on who you ask and who you're asking them about aoc will tell you oh biden's not racist for calling black people the n-word because <laughs> it's it's systemic racism not open racism but if you're talking about trump and she'd be like oh yeah it's just open racism they just change it to whatever you know narrative they need to fit at the time i mean yeah i think that well, the way I interpret that is you're saying, why is it so important? I don't want to be called a racist. Like I said, that could, you know, prevent me from working again. Like that could, you know, that could take away the nice, the nice job that I have. Same thing with Chris. Um, you know, if we get pegged as a racist on social media, our companies don't want to be liable for someone like that. So they're going to, they're going to cut you quick. The other thing is, I think that a lot of there's a lot of open racism being displayed today and right now, like we see with this Georgia um, voting law, like that's racist to sit there and say that a whole community of people are too stupid to go get IDs like that's openly racist. There's a lot of stuff being said like that um, by Democrats that's just openly racist and Yes, there's going to be racist people out there, obviously, but they're not around every corner. You know what I mean? Your average interaction with somebody is going to be positive. Unless you're in New York City, then it's probably going to be negative. <laughs> well said. Well said. I don't have much more to add there. Um, pretty discouraging topic. Makes me Yeah, pretty... it, is dis- it is discouraging. It makes it's me sad, nervous really. because the more polarized we get, the more that these liberal states are going to want to indoctrinate indoctrinate their youth and push this even further and at what point are we going to see this turn around president biden was supposed to be a unifier that's why people voted for him right no we've just gotten more radical if you want to unify have some like central policies that maybe people will resonate with i guarantee you if you blindfolded somebody that no idea what affiliation trump's policies came from and you read them objectively more people than not would be like, okay, I think that's all positive. I think that our government should be making decisions like that. But- They've done this. Yeah. Prager University. Tons of videos out there on this yeah. where, they, where they'll take, um, you know, Obama policies and say them t- and say that these are Trump's policies and read them Obama's policies and person would be like, oh, that's, that's fucking racist. And then they go, well, that was Obama's policies. And they go, ah, shit. And then they'll, you know, they'll come up and say, these are Joe Biden's policies. Do you agree with this? And they'll read off Trump's previous policies. And they'll be like, yeah, those are great. And then they'll be like, yeah, those are Trump's policies. And the person's like, oh, fuck. They do this shit all the time. They were just, I just saw one the other day that was talking about Biden's taxes and how the top 1% pay 40% of all of our taxes. 
And the people are like, well, I, I think that seems pretty fair. And Biden wants to raise the taxes on them, which, you know what, the top 1%, they can afford it. Ultimately, they can afford it. But I mean, still, and then you have the bottom um, 50% of our country that pay like 10% of our taxes. What, yeah. what are you going to say, Ethan? But it's it's not even like that because people don't understand how taxes work. You raise the taxes on the rich more, they're just going to have more tax write-offs so they don't actually have to pay the money to the government. And then that moves the tax bracket down so then the people with the less money end up paying the most in taxes. Sure, yes. In the grand scheme of things, if you look at it from the middle class, it doesn't incentivize people to get any higher. You know what I mean? You make more money. It kills ambition. Exactly. Exactly. And it goes right back to why people are sitting on their ass gaining or collecting unemployment right now and not going to get a job when there's a labor shortage. And also to add to this, um, of course, everybody knows about how Biden wants to raise the capital gains tax from 20 whatever percent to 43.6%, I believe, for people who are making over a million dollars a year. And economists nationwide have said that you will or the government will collect less money overall because people just aren't going to be contributing to the stock market as much. And, you know, uh, domino effect, that's going to affect our stock market because if less people are putting money into it, then the market's going to go down. Not even that. I'll just be, personally, I'll be way less likely to sell a security within a year of buying it. I'm just going to hold longer, which fine. It, it will incentivize people doing that and not being as aggressive in the market. But at the same time, like don't punish people for making a good deal. You know, yeah. the government should not have any say in what we're doing with our money. I mean, bottom line, taxes, yeah. theft, it's a bunch of crap, but it's just, I, I can't believe the professionals. It's, it's just like the coronavirus now. I hate coming back to this because we all hear it enough, but the professionals in the field are saying one thing and then the politicians are like, no, no, listen to us because we know what we're doing. And just like we talked about earlier and the history of the government, they have proved the, proven themselves to be awful at making decisions. How many excuses does the government get where they get to screw up, screw people over, screw American citizens over? And it's like, oh, well, you know, we'll fix it in the next four years. They got unlimited excuses. Well, okay, let's let's wrap up the critical race theory crap because that, you know, like Chris said, that was pretty discouraging. I think I, I thought it was going to be a little bit bigger topic than what it was. I think anybody, you know, who has a positive out, outlook on life, you know, can see that and say, hey, this is bullshit. We really shouldn't be teaching our kids this. And maybe there are some points that we can add in there and, you know, revise and say, you know what, minorities and stuff, they were extremely disadvantaged, but to, to sit there and say that there's racism in every aspect of life is just bullshit. So let's wrap that up. I know Chris was absolutely foaming at the mouth earlier to just unload on Biden, um, which we do pretty frequently. And I think he wants to just kind of talk about overall where the country's at. And uh, yeah, so I'll, I'll turn it over to Chris to kind of go on his bullshit here. Sure. So <laughs> I've, I've kind of tended to be more moderate in this episode. I've kind of let it fly a little bit more than I usually do. Um, and I'll, I'll continue that trend right now. Uh, Essentially, what we've seen out of this administration, um, we had a recovering economy with great outlooks on all fronts, um, public market, job sector, 
the dollar had recovered. Um, we didn't see these crazy inflation numbers. Consumer goods were somewhat stable. Price of gas stayed low, um, as we talked about earlier. Biden inherited a great economy and proceeded to pump it with trillions of dollars of of spending that subsequently has inflated our dollar almost overnight. Economists have predicted, like we said, that this would take a couple years to see the real effects. But basic consumer goods now, it's it's much more obvious that we're gonna we're gonna start to see the repercussions um, practically overnight. What's the cost of a two by four right now? I think it's like fifteen dollars. That's for lumber alone. The housing market is still very strong, but I do think that the Federal Reserve, as an effect, is gonna have to raise interest rates to try and control this inflation event. Anyway, not to ramble on here. People are, like we said, being abusive and the government has said abusive of unemployment benefits and the government has said that they're tracking these people and they're they're ensuring that they aren't abusing the system and this is in press conferences coming from the white house every single day just in total denial of what's going on and we need to stop it now before it gets worse unemployment can't be rising at the same time that we have a labor shortage in this country the economy doesn't want to work that way it's only going to dig us a deeper hole than we're already in but but this administration has no responsibility. We saw that at the border very early. They're still in denial. We still don't know what the F is going on down there. And the media protects him this entire time. And it's super frustrating. This is not what people voted for. This isn't Captain Unity like they've marked it out to be. The United States is supposed to be the strongest, most stable government in the world with world reserve currency. And we're putting that at risk. We're putting everything that makes us makes this country a great place to live at risk by lying to people and telling them that everyone's disadvantaged, everyone's at fault of being whatever. I don't know. There's there's a lot of stuff that you read in the news that's super negative. And people I, in our own government, quite frankly, I think would like to see us fail even more than we already are. And we talked about it. You can't trust anyone anymore. Um, so yeah, that's a little bit of a rant there. I don't want to carry on too much. We've talked about a lot of the stuff I was going to hit on in this episode. but Yeah, real quick. I hate to do this to you, but I got to correct you a little bit on the two by four in Maine. It's like seven and nine bucks a pop. But when I was, you know, around eight years old, I guess they were between two and three dollars. And what kind of sticks out a little bit more, and I might have talked about this before on another podcast that we did, is that sheets of OSB plywood, which is like the cheapest, crappiest plywood that you can get. You can't use it outside or anything because it'll just fall apart. Uh, when I was young, I remember it was 10 bucks a sheet and now it's $60 a sheet. And that is with the cheapest building materials that you can get. Cap uh, Plywood can go anywhere from the $60 OSB up to like, you know, $85, $90 cabinet grade plywood. The other thing is this could kind of be when Biden came out and talked about how the April jobs that came out was only 266000 instead of the you know, million plus that was expected. He said, look, the only thing that our charts are telling us is that we're moving in the right direction. It's like you came up a quarter of the expected jobs. How are you going to say we're moving in the right direction? I mean, we already had these jobs before COVID. If he just let the country open up, then we would have him back. He could have had a, you know, a million job start. We could be seeing a repeat of what happened with Obama when the 2008 crash happened, you know, a lot of people theorized that he kept the economy down so that when he got out, 
and the economy started to boom, he could take credit for that, which is a bunch of crap because he just wasted a bunch of money, made tons of money off windmills that nobody wants to talk about. Right. Same thing with Angus King up here in Maine. He's a millionaire because he pushed windmills during the windmill boom. It's just all a bunch of bullshit. It goes and back to... Go ahead, finish. Yeah, just real quick to wrap it up. Basically, Biden wants a participation trophy for getting us 266,000 jobs. It's like, you know, we don't have first place, second place, third place anymore. We're no longer the first, second, or third best country. We are a participation country. If we survive, we should get an A. It goes back to Biden saying, pay people a living wage. Like, what do you want to pay people an hour? What's a living wage? It varies, number one. It's not federal. People living in northern Maine don't need to be making the same amount of money as someone living in New York City, obviously. Um, yeah. So that that's one thing that really bothers me. Pay people a living wage, blah, blah, blah. And there was one more thing. I think I lost it. But bottom line, let the free markets determine the price of minimum wage. People who work a harder job, more skilled jobs, get paid more money. Regardless, um, it incentivizes people to maybe go, go learn that skill, go to college, go go better yourself in some way to make a higher living. Doesn't necessarily mean going to college. Like, I don't know. Let the free markets decide. You don't need to artificially manufacture these prices, these markets in the government. Because as we're seeing right now, when we inject all this money into the economy, it has serious, serious, serious repercussions economically, and it's going to take a long time to fix it. So I don't know about and you guys, but there's plenty of opportunity to make a living wage. It's called work more. Okay? Exactly. People think that they need people think that they need to have, you know, a job that they can just work a, a nine to five and have vacation time off and shit like that. It's like, no, pull your thumb out of your ass and go make twice as much money working twice as much during the week. I mean, you can literally have more money. It's called work more. I Another, did it myself. I'm yep. not special. I'm a human. I bleed blood just like everybody else. It's you're pretty special. Open hours in. Another. I said you're pretty special. Yeah. Another I mean, I don't statistic have my with me, but I tend to be a little special. Another statistic that came out during that job support. Guess how many hours the average worker works in a week? Tell me. Thirty. Twenty. Twenty-five. Get fucked. What are you doing Holy with your shit. time? 25 fucking hours. 25 hours a week. What are, they what doing? are you going doing all day? And shit and going to the fucking the ice cream stand. What are they Kids doing? go to school more every week. Yeah, exactly. Maybe pick up some more fucking hours. Get a second job. <laughs> Jesus Christ. 25 fu- Are you serious? 25 yeah, fucking look hours? It up. Fact check me right now. Oh my Please. God. Almost positive. Almost positive. <laughs> no, that's actually fucked though. That's crazy. Twenty five hours, and they complain they don't have any money. You know what though? They can earn more money by just sitting at home. Like we said, we talked about it during the April jobs discussion. Seven to nine hundred dollars a week. Like that's the word on the street. How much people are making off unemployment? The only time I was making that money when I was working sixty to seventy hours a week. <laughs> oh my god. So what else what else we got besides these Biden rants and we're just waiting on this little fact check here? I will say enjoy, enjoy your time in Florida. Enjoy oh, it while dude, it lasts. I'm love it. I'm, no I'm mass, already going surrounded back. By, yeah, surrounded by normal people just living their life. I went out in Clearwater Beach and in Tampa, and both times nobody was wearing a mask. You go indoors at a restaurant, people wear a mask, they social distance as much as you kind of need to, just whatever, make people feel comfortable. But they let it fly. 
and they have no worse COVID numbers than anywhere else in the U.S. It's crazy. It's crazy, and the quality of life is unbelievable. People want to get back to normal. Let them. Let them. I'm biking in the woods today, and I see people all alone in the middle of the woods wearing a fucking mask. Take it off. You're outdoors. Breathe the fresh air. weirdos. Absolute weirdos. Even from the beginning, back when we didn't even know what was going on, it was it was pretty clear to know that you're not going to catch it just by by being outside. I remember like passing people on the street, just just walking like in the neighborhood with a mask on. It's like, man, you're alone walking outdoors. Like, what do you think? It's just going to fly in through your nostrils and you know come in and kill you. Same same with people driving around with. I still see people driving around alone with masks on. Like, what is going on? Do you leave the house and just be like, I got to put the mask on? Like, it's virtue signaling. It's virtue signaling. Yeah. It's a fucking clan tag. Oh, and so you were about to get me super fired up when you were talking about jobs and people earning more because they work harder and more dangerous jobs. We're going to, we're going to get to a huge feminism and, you know, woman's segment here in the next couple of podcasts where. We're going to talk about a lot of stuff like that. We're definitely going to piss some people off, but, uh, you know, we're about the truth here. So we're about to be spitting some facts on you. Let me add just a little hint to that. Men are seven times more likely to die than women on their jobs, a.k.a. hazard pay. All right. That's just a little taste. It might be even higher than that. And yeah, that's just a little taste. We So we won't, we won't get into it right now. I could sit here and ramble on for an hour about how just. Uh, I'm not, I'm not going to get started. I'm not going to get started. So, well, do we got anything else for tonight? I feel like that was a pretty good episode. We covered a lot of, a lot of points, some important topics. We didn't dive into the critical race area as deep as I wanted to, but I think that, you know, it was pretty cut and dry, you know, how we all feel about that. It is discouraging, Chris, like you said. Um, it's extremely discouraging. And I'm so glad that we've seen a handful of states already put bills out there to to ban it from being taught in public schools. And a lot of states are are coming to their senses now. So I wouldn't send my kids to a school that are going to learn that. I'd pay, no, I'd pay tuition. I'd move. I don't think I would do that in a million fucking years. I already plan to homeschool my kids because I already know that what they're teaching in school is just a crock of shit. <laughs> they just want to waste people's time. I mean, it's 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 daycare that you pay for through taxes, and if you don't want crap daycare, you got to go pay other daycare, hey, daycare, but you no, still got to pay the taxes. Um, parents can't go back to work; they're not getting these jobs. That's why there's a labor shortage because their kids are stuck at home right now, right? Because kids are stuck at home because they can't go to school because the fucking teachers don't want to go back and teach them right now. It's a vicious cycle. I don't know. It it's all interconnected. It is a vicious cycle, it and is. people can't add one and one. You know. It's like one plus one equals question mark when kids can't go back to school, parents can't go back to work, and the Democrats are the ones that are making this happen. You think our kids are, or our generation's dumb? Wait till the kids that are grown up right now that have missed two years of school that are fucking on TikTok all day and shit. Just wait. It's gonna get and they're getting more. taught that there's you know infinity amount of genders when they don't know how to read or write. <laughs> Nationally, the tests are they're failing in schools for math and English. You know, they are, I'm sorry, they're not failing, but you know the numbers are going down dramatically. They don't even know how to read, write, or add one plus one. You know that's why they're doing it. They're just making more Democrats. They can't add one plus one together. <laughs> 
Ethan's kid homeschooled is just going to be talking about how Bush did 9-11 all day. And fucking- <laughs> Dude, don't even start this shit right now. I can, can we- turn the world upside down with facts on this. Can we end on one conspiracy that I haven't heard before? Let's, yeah, let's do a small a small conspiracy. You got to narrow like, it down. Give me something you want to hear about. Like an under uh, t- like an under 10-minute conspiracy, uh, maybe about... So. Give me a deep any- state. Deep state. Yeah, you have any deep states? I mean, you have to. Yeah, I mean, deep state. I want one that you're going to be passionate about. What's one yeah. that is just burning well, you up? Dude, that one you that people can. Well, one that people can confirm. And oh, God, I hate to say it because I hate to say it because again, we hear way too much about it. But coronavirus, all right, and where it came from. Uh, any. Anybody who listens to, you know, Joe Rogan, you can hear Josh Rogan, a famous journalist, talk about how basically the coronavirus was found like a thousand miles away from these bats. And they're trying to tie it to this, you know, exotic animal butcher shop or whatever it is. When there was like six out of the 23 original cases were actually at this place and the rest of them weren't even there. And it's like, where did these cases come from? And where did these people get it? More likely, it was the lab that was 10 miles away from yep. uh, what, what would it be? Ground zero, I guess. The, they said it came from the wet lab in Wuhan, but the, the workers at the lab were the first one to get this thing. Tucker talked about it last night for like 20 minutes. It's crazy. And we were also, the U.S. government, a.k.a. Dr. Felch, who was the one handing out these dollars, was funding this fucking lab that had a great, it had a level two. It had like the equivalent of a high school science lab. Um, safety stamp on it. Yeah, no, there was all kinds of complaints yeah. about the safety protocols they were, there. They were loosey goosey. They were loosey goosey <laughs> with their safety protocols. And like, what do you know? This motherfucker working in the lab with these bats and shit gets coronavirus and changed our lives forever. Lost a year of my fucking life due to this thing. Yeah, it's crazy. And what is it? They're putting like six billion dollars into this research, where basically what they do is Dr. they take Fauci. these dangerous viruses. They take these dangerous viruses and they put them in a lab and they mutate them on purpose. They just breed it over and over again to see what happens. And they say it's how they're going to prevent the next pandemic. Well, see what $6 billion got us. Worldwide economic shutdown, 99.7% survival rate. And that's when we didn't know how to do anything or save anyone. And now they what did they want to do multiply it by like five or oh yeah they want to sextuplet the spending on this type of research and it's a bunch of bullshit what are we gonna have six times the friggin' viruses they're gonna shut down the whole world <laughs> okay ethan that one was like honestly more facts a conspiracy like that yeah, that's like a developing that. that's like a developing story i want a true conspiracy to end this thing out something I think that people I'm, I want something that I'm going to listen to and just be like, dude, you're fucking insane. I want to dispute it. I don't dispute a single thing that you just said. I wholeheartedly believe that that shit came from the fucking viral. They don't have one of the biggest coronavirus virology labs in the city that it originated from. That's not a coincidence, you fucking idiots. Yeah, let's just build on this real quick. Let's just build on this a little bit more before we go off track. And, you know, I'm called a crazy conspiracy theorist. (laughs) COVID-19. It's the 19th strain of coronavirus, okay? It didn't come out in 2019, and that's why it's called that. You can look it up. There's 18 other coronaviruses before that, and it's been out. I don't out- think anyone's disagreeing with that. 
Give All right, well, I just want to make that point. I think clear. you've already said that too. In episode. <laughs> oh yeah, but we we I'm I'm bringing the game home. All right, we're hitting a home run on this last one, grand slam. Okay, okay, okay. okay. Um, Bill Gates owns a patent on coronavirus, and you're not allowed to patent nature. So it's either that shit was farmed up in a lab, or he illegally owns a patent on it. And not only that, but since he owns a patent on it, he's making all kinds of money off from these vaccines that are being made for coronavirus. He just got his ass dumped. Hey, tell me the Bill Gates Epstein one. I don't know a ton about it, but I saw that he like flew on his plane and shit. Yeah, I mean, that that could honestly tie him to the deep state shit a little bit because what I would guess is that Epstein is kind of like the card holder or the dealer of uh, you know, uh whatever card game, girls. sorry, kind of kind of having a Biden moment right here. Anyway, um because Epstein's tied to all these bigwigs that nobody wants to talk about, nobody wants to incriminate. Why in the hell are the Clintons not in prison? Okay, it's known that their foundation in Haiti, the head of the foundation, was arrested for sex trafficking charges. Okay, and what? They're just not tied to that, even though they're tied to Epstein and went out to his island a bunch of times. I, oh Lord, I I I need a whole podcast just for uh, Corona. Uh, Do you think Epstein killed himself? Fuck no. The FBI ruled that Epstein didn't kill himself. But that wasn't on the news because nobody wants to ask any questions about it. What's what's the other person that was involved that mysteriously died? <laughs> oh, they list. I mean, Clinton's got the, friggin' the judge. The judge, the judge that was going to yeah. do the case got fucking whacked too. Yeah, she no way. Whacked. I didn't yeah. hear that. Yeah, dude. Yeah, it's some New Jersey judge. It was a lady. Look it up. Oh. Didn't, her, didn't they kill her kids too? I don't know. that up. I, I know she got fucking killed. Yeah, she got whacked. Ethan, you didn't hear about that? Come on. No, I didn't. That guy. That might I'm be a set up right now. Yeah, look that look that up. Don't Google it. Yeah, they're going to come to your house. No, Google just lied to you, just like it lied about the Hunter Biden laptop. Oh, yeah. You know, uh, I run into that a lot when I'm researching for this podcast. Whenever Holy I try to look fuck. up, no, NJ federal judge's son was killed by a gunman oh, dressed dude. as a delivery man, and I husband was also injured. Shit's crazy. Yeah. So the judge is still alive. Yeah, but they fucking killed the judge's son. That makes complete sense because then they just have total fear control over this judge, where she's going to rule that. Oh, it, was it over Epstein? Was that what it yeah, was? Yeah, yeah, it was it was Epstein trial. Oh, well, that was plan B then. Just in case Epstein didn't die, then they would have control over this judge that they throw they the case. They just did this like a few weeks ago. No, what this the hell? is older. Well, it can't this be for older, Epstein then. Oh, it's probably for Ghislaine Maxwell. That's that's the that's hey, the idea. You ready about, for yeah. this one? Another one. Uh a week before that uh she was arrested. This is kind of a Boston conspiracy. This mega yacht was parked in Boston. I I saw it. I biked over to go see it because it was like 200 meters long. Some Russian oligarch was in Boston meeting with FBI agents, and she was arrested a week later, not even a week later, like a couple days later in New Hampshire. And apparently he like tipped them off where she was or some shit like that. But another micro conspiracy for you. I would believe the local news and word of mouth more than anything that plays on channel 6, 8, 13, 23, whatever. Whoever's putting out mainstream media i think it's just a bunch of crap that was a reddit conspiracy actually but yeah tiktok has more accurate news than fucking cbs cnbc <laughs> msnbc one more thing do you guys see that trump has his own website now 
And it's, like his, it's his Twitter feed. Yeah. Let me- oh, guys, we didn't even we didn't even talk about it. Talk about what? Arizona voting audit, baby. Oh, that's right. Yeah. Hey, save it. We'll do another one later this week. We'll okay. talk it later this week. Okay. Okay. Do you guys want to wrap this up? Yeah, I'm good. Me too. That was pretty fun. What? Are, let's see. Today's Tuesday. You're leaving Friday, right, Chris? I'm leaving Friday. Let's let's do a quick wrap up, and then we'll talk. All right. Does somebody else want to wrap it up this time? Oh, I'll take it home. Ethan, wrap it up, please. What episode is this? Five. Five. Well, everybody, I think that that wraps everything up for episode five of the Liberal Reeducation Podcast. I hope everybody who needed to be reeducated was reeducated. I hope everybody who's already, I hate to say it, but on the right side also was educated. No pun intended. <laughs> and we are going to try and put out another, another episode this week for you guys, kind of make up for the slack that we had the last couple of weeks. I apologize personally. This is Ethan speaking. I was super duper busy, you know, not sitting at home collecting unemployment. I was pulling 90 hour weeks. Uh, I pulled a 26 hour shift on a job just so I could get it ready for people. So shout out to anybody who's collecting unemployment still. Go get a goddamn job. Have a good night, folks. Adios. Nice Where wrap up, Ethan. Good night, everyone. Good night. Lurps. Adios, Lurps. <laughs> Thank you all for tuning in to the Liberal Reeducation Podcast. Please follow us on social media. Our Twitter handle is at reeducation underscore the. And you can search for us on Instagram by typing in libreadpod. Please also feel free to send us an email at libreadpod at gmail.com. That is L-I-B-R-E-E-D-P-O-D at gmail.com. Peace.